Our Father in heaven, as we approach your word now, Lord, I ask that you would help us to be deeply thankful for the suffering of Christ on our behalf and that you would help us experience the depth of your love. May we be moved by the suffering of Christ to know your heart for each of us here. And I pray that we would walk in your love as you have called us to. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I would invite you to turn with me in a Bible to Psalm chapter 22. We've read from Luke's Gospel the account of Jesus' suffering on the cross. I'd like to read a psalm that was written hundreds of years before Christ came that describes his suffering in incredible detail. And in fact, Christ quoted it from the cross. And I want to ask and answer just two questions this morning, excuse me, this evening. I think there are two times a year when I preach in the evening, and this is one of them. I want to ask and answer just two questions this evening from this psalm. When Christ said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I'd I'd like to answer that question. And then based on that answer, I'd like to answer the question, what should we do as a result? So follow along with me as we read, beginning in verse 1 of Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me, they wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord, let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you I was cast from my birth. And from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me. For trouble is near and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a raving and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. 
But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel, for he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the ones who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. We are here this evening because Christ has done everything on our behalf. There are two verses that I want to highlight especially, but before I do that, we've read the entire psalm. And when Christ on the cross asked the question, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He asked that among people who knew the Old Testament so well that they would have thought of this psalm. And they would have thought all the way to the end of it. And Christ in that moment suffering from the Father turning His face away, from the fellowship that He had enjoyed, from all of eternity past, being cut off from the love of God the Father for you and for me. In that moment, Christ demonstrates His incredible faith as He prophesies and foretells that His salvation will be for you and will be for me and a people yet unborn will praise Him. That is what we have done tonight in song. That is what we will do as we worship Him, as we take communion, recognizing that His blood was poured out for us. And I believe that when Christ asked that question, He wants us to go all the way through this psalm. And in His moment of agony, He was prophesying as they asked Him to do and saying, this is for you. And it will be vindicated. But verse 1 asks the question, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when he asks that, I don't believe he's intending us to skip the question so that we can arrive at victory. It's a real question. He is really and truly suffering, not only physically, but for the first time in his eternal life, he is suffering because he no longer enjoys 
the pleasure of his father because the weight of the sin of the whole world, my lies, your lies, all of the ways that we have broken faith, all of the ways that we have dishonored our parents, all of the ways that we have been impure, everything we have ever done was put on Christ. And so as the Father pours His wrath on the Son, He turns away for that moment on the cross, and Christ in agony cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the biblical answer is that God the Father forsook the Son because of me. Because of my sin. And because of you. And because of your sin. It is perhaps the heaviest truth in all the world. And yet I would remind you of this. Scripture says that the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Meaning that the cross of Jesus was not a plan B for a world that had gone wrong. God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit knew in all of eternity past what would be required in order to redeem a fallen humanity. And the Father was willing to love you and love me so much that He was willing to sacrifice the Son. And the Son showed His love for the Father and His love for you and His love for me so much that He was willing to be sacrificed. Jesus said... No one takes my life. I lay it down. And if I have the power to lay it down, I have the power to take it up again. And so the answer to the question, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is because it was necessary so that you and I could be brought back into the Father and enjoy the love that for that moment the Son was not experiencing. And I think the healthiest and best way for us to answer that question is simply to look in a mirror. And in that moment, to feel the weight of what was done for you and I, but also to know, equal to the weight of Christ's sacrifice, is the depth of the Father's love for you. He does not look at you in some sort of anger because your sin required the death of the Son. He looks at you in love and was willing to do it. So the second question that I'd like to answer is, what do you and I do in response to that kind of love? What can we do in response to that kind of love? And I would encourage you to look at verse 23. And I believe Christ would have wanted us to think of this as well as He referenced this psalm. He says, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. He's saying what he will do. In verse 23, he says, You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel. What Christ would have you and I to do 
today and every day is we should praise Him. As He praises the Father, we follow His example and pour out our praises in song? Yes, absolutely. In remembering His body and blood in communion? Yes, absolutely. We praise the Father because it pleased the Father to bruise the Son. No one else loves like God the Father. No one does. If you think of all of the the pagan idols of ancient times, no one imagined or conceived of a God that would die on behalf of the people. No one did. No one is like our God. So we can praise the Father. You can praise Him because your debt has been paid in full. You can praise Him because He loves you that much. You can praise the Son because He was willing to do this for you and for me. And you can praise Him with every act of obedience for your entire life. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we are reminded in 1 Corinthians, you and I have been bought with a price. Peter says, not with perishable things like silver and gold, not with dollars and cents, but we have been bought with the precious blood of Christ. So we are to glorify God with our entire lives. Tell everyone about the God who suffered for you. Bear your tribulation and your trials with patience. No matter what you do in this life, you will never suffer as much as Christ has suffered on your behalf. And we have the assurance that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. We can say that because Jesus has borne the depth of God's wrath and borne it all. He has paid for your sin and is your example. Let's pray. Our Father, we have looked at the Scriptures and spent just a few moments remembering what Christ did on our behalf and what He commands us to do as a result. I ask that You would take this Word and Lord, may we never forget it. May we live lives of praise that Father, You did not forsake the one who is suffering. And so you will not forsake us as we trust in him. We commit ourselves to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we turn and, and take communion, I'd like to encourage you, you do not need to be a member of our church to take communion with us. But you do need to be a believer and you do need to be walking with the Lord. And I want to say, this is something that we do to celebrate what Christ has accomplished for us. We are not saved.
by taking communion. Instead, it is a very personal way that we remember how our salvation was accomplished. We depend on Christ for life just as surely as we depend on food for physical life. And the blood that Jesus shed was not shed for a faceless humanity, but it was shed on your behalf. So no one else can eat or drink on your behalf. No one else can have faith for you as you come and as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you are remembering that Jesus died for you personally. And so I'd like to read a passage from 1 Corinthians, and then I'll welcome you to come and you can walk up, and, and I'd encourage you to do so solemnly, to do so prayerfully, thanking and praising the Lord Jesus as we, as we remember His body and blood. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, We thank you for reminders. And we thank you for how personal your love for each of us is. We pray that you would bless us now as we remember the body and blood of Christ shed for each of us for the forgiveness of sins. And Lord, as Christ instructed, we do praise you. It's in his name we pray. Amen. I want to invite you to take communion with me.